cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast. Cartoon commentary. Like DC has nothing going for them right now in the in the cinematic universe, whether uh, they want one or not. And let's all not their TV the shows got canceled. Amber Heard, uh, the Amber Heard, uh, exactly. It's debacle mm. for Aquaman too. Yep. Yep. Like there's literally nothing going well for them right I now. I mean, I feel like the fact that they were digging deep enough to revitalize aquaman was probably like one of the first warning signs because well the thing is the first aquaman movie wasn't bad no the thing is it wasn't but if you just look at what aquaman was back in the day Mm. and i'm not like an aquaman historian but if just look at aquaman just look like the cartoon the comic depiction of so you're familiar so you're mainly familiar with the satirized uh <laughs> version of him yeah not the actual comic version of him. oh that's true yeah. probably the yeah. actual comic version of him is like a badass with a hook for a hand half the time okay like right. well, so he's a pirate like the punisher un- under the fucking water practically captain hook sure I could just imagine, like, <laughs> he's the Punisher under the water. It's like... <laughs> he's just floating there, drowned. No, I just imagine him staring up at people. It's like, oh, you better not fucking come swimming. I'm going to fuck you up down here. <laughs> oh, it's not a shark, it's Aquaman. <laughs> oh, I thought just... it was going to be the Punisher. Oh, I mean, no, yeah. you know, it makes sense. It makes sense because, you know, the Punisher's bullets won't fire underwater. So he mm. needed, you know, you, you need a, you need a hook you, for a hand. You need, you need technically, you know, um, a water Punisher, an earth Punisher, a fire Punisher and an air Punisher for the Punisher cinematic universe. Yeah. Don't forget heart. Oh yeah, and a heart Punisher. So, so they can form Captain Punisher. So I guess the Punisher yep. that we know is the With heart. Powers he combined. was the heart Punisher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, they they actually they summon Punisher Planet, who just <laughs> destroys the ozone and everybody fucking dies. <laughs> hey, do you guys remember when we were in elementary school and the ozone depleting was a big deal? Yeah, you know what happened? Um, it got better. <laughs> yeah, I just heard something about this the other day. They actually, yeah. through, through like some initiative, they actually reduced like whatever uh, harmful emissions. They reduced them mm-hmm. enough that the ozone layer like repaired itself, like the big yeah. hole that was forming. Yeah, I, I heard something about it recently too, and I was just thinking. I remember back in the nineties. It was a big deal. The ozone layer was being depleted, and we were all going to get sun cancer. Uh, Oh, it was worse than that, Tom. You know that the (laughs) the ozone layer deflects 99% of the gamma rays that come from the sun. So if you... Oh, my God. We would have been all Hulks. We could have been Hulks. Oh, no. (gasps) No. 
these are gamma rays yeah. that just they burn you like instantly. Uh, like no, no, Keith, who who's the scientist here? That's true. I can't really argue yeah. that they turn you into a Hulk. Well, Tom, if there's why... anything I've learned? Okay, so in the Tom, last twenty years. So Tom, why the hell did we repair it then? It's this is a this is a huge government conspiracy now. The government wants to keep our Hulk powers from us. That's what it is, Keith. They knew if we had Hulk powers, they couldn't control us. Hmm. There you go. Do you think if we walk to the edge of the Earth, you know the 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 definitely flat <laughs> Earth that we live on, if we watch walk to the edge that the ozone is weaker over there, maybe we could just walk to the edge and get a little extra gamma. You know. I, I watched a couple Flat Earther videos on YouTube uh, last year. Just, I don't know why, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was just a, it was just so painful. I So there's, I, it's probably oh. still on Netflix. I think it might have been created by Netflix. There's a Flat Earther documentary. Um, mm. And what it basically shows is that people are willing to convince themselves of something that they probably deep down know they're just horribly wrong about but they do it because they're part of a community so like (laughs) they all convince themselves that the earth could be flat because like and the thing is they they interview all these people and they get like really detailed information out of them and almost all of them have the same traits where they felt like an outcast their entire life (laughs) Or they had, like, a very tragic moment of, like, somebody very close to them passing and, like, feel very secluded or whatever. And then, like, this Flat Earth group comes up at the right time. And they're just like, hey, friend, let's yeah. let's talk yeah. about this sheet of paper right here and the fact that there might be two sons. You okay with that? <laughs> you know what? You're right. Because uh, there's the Flat Earthers. And I also saw a couple videos uh, on people who do not believe Australia is real. They believe it's just completely made up. It's a conspiracy. So I mean, I can understand not wanting it to be real because, like, I've seen some pictures of spiders that are in Australia that are like the size of a beach ball, and I'm yeah. like, a place that has spiders that size should should not exist. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't doubt its existence. I don't, I've I, I feel like I feel like there's enough proof out there that uh <laughs> i don't know i don't know what well, you yeah. need to do other than like fly there well, and take a boat i guess would be like the last the proof step. keith we had an audience a little <laughs> audience mind you and then you went on that episode where you started doing your australian accent and all of a sudden we lost audience members so i'm just assuming the audience members we lost were from australia and just couldn't stand your impression of australian Uh, accents yeah see to me that's proof australia exists yeah i mean technically we would be wildly popular in australia if i could just do better accents i mean right i mean it's it's it's, all your fault keith it's known that australian people really love accents and they really love they love it when people can do Australian accents authentically. The problem is, is mm-hmm. that, you know, mine was just so terrible. <laughs> I gave an entire country misophonia from my accent. You gave him an STD? No, me, me so, isn't that what they call it? Misophonia? It's like a, 
Mesothelioma? No, misophonia. <laughs> it's like a condition where... Just keep making up words? No. Uh, I think it. he is. No, misophonia. Now embarrassed. Uh, it's a condition in which individuals experience intense anger and disgust where they are confronted with sounds made by other human beings. <laughs> <laughs> so we all have that. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I gave it to, by, by doing my Australian impression, I gave that mm. to the, uh, every listener that we had in Australia. I'm, they it's weren't kind wearing of, their ear condoms at the time. Honestly, so they, it's, it's kind of infected by Keith's mesophilioma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, forgot what he called it. They could just call it sound herpes. I mean, that's what it should uh. be. Right, because it's like somebody hears something that another person said, and they get angered and disgusted. But like, no, like uh, I think technically, like a mild form of that is like if you can't stand it when somebody chews with their mouth open to the point that like, and Tom, you have mm. this. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's sitting next to you eating like lunch and they're chewing with their mouth open, and them doing that makes you want to punch them in the face then you have a, a very small version of misophonia. Okay, then I definitely do, because I have, on multiple occasions, threatened punched people's someone in lives. The face no, not punched them in the face, but threatened them and then completely berated them in front of the entire family for chewing <laughs> like a cow. <laughs> so? <laughs> Moo! Why don't you go back to the farm? Moo! <laughs> I just was really upset. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Terry. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it wasn't her. I think it was my cousin Amy. <laughs> Terry uh, sits next to me, but she chews with her mouth Tom, shut. I'll get, Tom but because shares she sits, the hate. No, well, Terry, the problem with Terry is, and and Terry's one of our listeners, or at least she said she was, and she's listened to some of our shows. Well, not after this uh, episode. Well, yeah. Now, now <laughs> I'm getting rid of one of our listeners. <laughs> but she sits next to I'm me usually. A member of Tom's family. <laughs> specifically uh, she's she's a bit larger so i found in the past that if i'm if i'm having to cut something like steak and we're at my grandmother's dinner table or something for a holiday uh my my left my, my right elbow when i start cutting always ends up like just nailing her in the side boob because we just really don't have enough room at that table anymore because we're all big and uh yeah terry doesn't chew with her mouth open but her 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 boob gets in the way of me being able to eat my dinner in a, a comfortable fashion <laughs> that's because you you'll see I'll, I'll end up cocking my arm up weird at a weird angle where it looks like i'm about to nail her in the nose like elbow her in the nose because i'm trying to cut my my food without like you know like elbowing her her side boob so you need to just get number one. You need to just get a like a battery powered turkey carver, so that way you don't have to really Ooh, saw with your Jesus. arm. So True. I just solved your problem there. Seems like a little overkill. And, yeah, kind of. But you know, solution is a solution. And number <laughs> two, problems. Is, I'm pretty sure modern solution. It's I'm, like a fucking threat to your entire family. I'm. <laughs> I'm <with> this. <laughs> 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 and they're all like, Tom, do you think this steak is going to be that tough? <laughs> oh, th- then they see me pull out the flamethrower and, and I'm just... like, it's a bit undercooked. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Tom, why are you doing all this? And you're just like, 
I'm tired of touching boobs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> They're not southern enough for him to yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> there goes the rest uh, of our southern uh, listeners. There you go. Oh, we lost some a long time ago. What's up, Internet? Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where three Z-Warriors in their 30s talk about old, new, and sometimes weird cartoons. I'm Corey. Over 9,000! Zamir. I'm Tom. Krillin O'Connell. Oh, I'm Keith. Special Beam Cannon Barnofsky. And today we're talking about Dragon Ball Z. Dragon, dragon! Rock the dragon, dragon. You remember that, Keith? Yeah. I was actually disappointed that uh, the Funimation... I don't know if it's a Funimation release or just the version they have on Funimation.com. I feel like it's has the version. The, probably the original. Yeah. yeah. Probably the original theme song to it. Mm-hmm. And the one that Toonami had was just more badass for some reason. So I would say, though, that the original, if this is the original theme song, it does have some sick 80s guitar. Oh, um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying I prefer the... Absolutely, probably, actually worse. Oh, worse. Dragon, Dragon, Rock the Dragon. <laughs> but the Dragon, song. Dragon, Rock the Dragon is this, like, total hype song. Like, it gets you Yeah, like, it's... I, it's a banger. Yeah. It, it was a banger yeah. before bangers was a thing, yep. I guess. It's true. In In England, bangers are sausages. I know. Well, yeah. Bangers and mash. Yep. Uh, uh, so, Tom. Corey. Oh, okay, good. Yes? Let's see you have your hand up. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what's your familiarity with Dragon Ball Z? Because I got the impression going into this that you are not as familiar as one should be. Uh, I am actually more familiar with this than I was with just Dragon Ball. Uh, well, I feel like everybody um, is. Because this, believe it or not, as soon as I started watching this, I went, oh, this was my, f- uh, no, no, this wouldn't be my first anime experience. Pokemon technically would be. But this, this I didn't know Pokemon was po- anime. So many people didn't know Pokemon counted as anime, because I definitely yeah. didn't think about it like that back in the day yeah. either. That or Digimon. Yeah. Those two, yeah. those two shows, I just assumed were just cartoons, because they'd be right. sandwiched in between... You know, regular WB shows, regular Fox Kids shows. Like, it wasn't like an anime block. Right. Like Dragon Ball Z. Although I will say, uh, it's kind of crazy how late we got Dragon Ball Z. If you, like, look at the timeline of things. Mm. I remember this freshman year of high school. Yeah. We started getting Dragon Ball Z after Dragon Ball Z had finished airing. Oh, shit. In Japan. So they had already wow. done like the 290 something episodes. I can't remember how many there are exactly. 200, 300, something like that. Episodes yeah, I think in Japan. Just shy of three. I think it's like 290. Yeah. Um, they had finished all that before they started airing it over here. So one of the things I remember going into Dragon Ball Z was being, like, really confused about who characters were. 
because mm. I used to get a, I used to buy a whole bunch of like video game magazines. And some of them, I think it was like um Game Fan magazine specifically used to have like a section in the back that would be like ads from importers. So you would get like probably these California-based import companies that would import, you know, video games from Japan, action figures from Japan, VHS tapes, wall scrolls was a big thing. And one of the things that they imported was Dragon Ball Z action figures. And they actually had action figures all the way up to the Majin Buu saga, which is the last saga. And this is like... 1998. Mm. And we barely know what's going on with the Saiyans at that point. You know? Like, I don't even know mm. if they were on Namek yet. And they're showing us something from the end. And I remember <laughs> I convinced my mom to purchase a figure out of there because I thought he looked cool. And I literally purchased possibly the least relevant character in the entire show. <laughs> it was the guy with the sword named Taipan or something like that. Taipan. He's basically the guy that gives Trunks's sword to him. Eventually. But like his figure looked cool. He had like a mohawk, a sword, whatever. Oh yeah, I just Googled him. Wow. Yeah. And he's like he, I think he's literally in like one episode. But he got an action figure, and that's the one I picked to, to import. Yeah, honestly, I things, don't even remember him. Yeah, no one does. And these figures were the worst. So, we're spoiled by action figures nowadays. I don't know if you guys have seen action figures lately. But, like, the articulation on them, absolutely insane. This figure, at best, had maybe three points of articulation. <laughs> Like left ankle, no, right no, no, wrist. No, no. no, that would have been too good. All the all the original Dragon Ball Z figures didn't have any leg articulation, so they just stood straight. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, so it was these like the two karate shoulders. figures, yeah, the two shoulders they they would go up, up, down, no bending at the elbows. Yep, mm -hmm. and they might be able to turn their head. <laughs> you know what, though. Absolutely I mean, horrible. Yes, but technically back then when I was a kid, I still would have played with them. No, it was it was horrible. Like, I, I was super into action figures as a kid, and I remember being so pissed when I got that figure. Because, of course, we imported it from Japan, so it wasn't cheap. Yeah. And that was like one <laughs> of those things where it's just like I had to beg my mom for probably weeks to be able to do it. And then you finally get it, and you're just like... Oh, like oh, this sucks. This is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, somebody oh, racing outside the house there, huh? Yeah, I uh, I live in a horrible area apparently. Damn, they do that um, on my street too. <laughs> so <laughs> one of the reasons I wanted to talk about Dragon Ball Z this week is I actually just finished watching the entirety of Dragon Ball Super, which is one of the series that comes after Dragon Ball Z. And I figured since we'd already... Uh, Dragon Ball Super, the first season, which is the only thing that exists right now, mm. I think was 130 episodes. Mm. 
So did they, at that point, they just stop? I think actually by the end of Dragon Ball Z, they stopped talking about power levels. But um, in Dragon Ball Super, do they are they like, oh, this guy's power level is 12 billion? They don't put numbers on it anymore. Okay. Because it kind of escalates at a certain point. I remember in Dragon Ball Z, well, we're like, in this episode, there were some points, but like later on, it's like his power level's over nine thousand. Like your yeah. intro, that was like an iconic moment mm-hmm. in Dragon Ball. Well, Z. that's the thing, and we'll talk about that more. Uh, spoilers: I intend my next episode to also be a Dragon Ball episode, but Dragon Ball Super. Oh, damn. So we'll talk about that the <laughs> next time I get a pick in like three weeks, um, because there's a lot to talk about with that. How it just doesn't make sense, but. We'll get into it then. Okay. Um, Dragon Ball Z was such a formative anime for me, and probably the majority of people in our age group that watch anime, just because it was probably the first thing that they looked at and identified it as anime. Because like we said before, Pokemon didn't strike that chord. Mm -hmm. I mean, Pokemon, half the creatures you're looking at are, you know, the actual Pokemon and there's nothing mm. about Pikachu that's just like, oh, this is Japanime, you know? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not and like, hey, this art donuts, style is different. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Like Americans. Those racy yeah. jelly donuts. Um, racy seaweedy jelly donuts, yeah. <laughs> and Dragon Ball Z was so important to me in high school specifically, in freshman year was like the main year because when we were in freshman year that's when they were in the cell saga on tv Mm -hmm. and i remember making life decisions based around dragon ball z (laughs) wait hold on i think i've told this story before what's an example of a life decision based around Dragon Ball Z? one one life decision that like could have gone either way and also i might have just made this decision anyway because it sucked I was on the wrestling team in freshman year of high school for a week and a half, two weeks, like not long, Mm -hmm. because wrestling season was in the dead of winter, and because of practice, the normal ride that I would have to get home didn't exist. So I would be stuck with the dilemma of, all right, now I have to literally trudge home in the snow like I'm my goddamn grandparents. Or go super Up a hill. No, up a hill. And all that just to miss Dragon Ball Z airing that night. Mm. Because you you would get home just to see like the last five minutes if you were lucky. Unless you literally were able to sprint home. From the school, which I was obviously not capable of doing, even in mm. high school, and especially in the snow. So it was just like I eventually made the decision. I was just like, you know what? I actually want to watch this show <laughs> more than I want to participate in this but sport. You also said it was more like than... a week and a half, so you literally missed seven episodes, and you're like, this is Fuck fucking this. enough. This is too much. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, if you look at it in the grand scheme of things, probably not a lot happened in those seven episodes. Oh, because no, no. The, Dragon Ball Z set the tone for shonen anime in terms of singular battles happening over the course of like 10 plus episodes with 
Like when when it's all said and done, mm. and you're just like, well, what happened in that fight? You could probably sum it up in like five sentences. Well, that is kind of the funny thing is uh, I remember a lot of those episodes. Obviously, you have like the fight swings one way, and then somebody powers up, and then it swings another way. And the thing is that the way that they told the story, looking back on it, is almost like when two people were fighting. They'd punch each other very fast and mm-hmm. then it would clip away and you'd see like a different storyline going oh, on, yeah. you know? And I feel like when you were watching the different storyline, I just imagine those two guys that were fighting are like, oh, okay, good. Nobody's looking. All right, let's, let's just take a break. Let's take a breather right now. Like yeah. <laughs> they would like stop fighting when you were watching the other storylines, which is why it lasted so long. <laughs> well, one thing that Dragon Ball Z has always had an issue with is their reliance on talking about the passage of time, but not adhering to it. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's, there's a very famous instance later in Dragon Ball Z when, and these are spoilers for a show that's been out for 20 years. So I'm going to just assume anybody who's listening to this probably knows what the fuck I'm talking about. When Frieza (laughs) and Goku, are fighting on Namek, Frieza at one point tells Goku he has five minutes before the planet explodes. They continue <laughs> to fight for like ten more episodes. <laughs> and in those ten episodes, there is well over, I think, I think the statistic I saw was well over 20 minutes of dialogue specifically between... <laughs> Frieza and Goku. Well, I mean, Tom, can you can you quickly just do the math on how long a minute is on Planet Namek? Because maybe it's a different minute, you know. Well, I, I'm not familiar with Planet Namek. Uh, perhaps you could give me some details about it. Well, to to help you out, there's already a very detailed YouTube video from film theory uh, that goes over the specifics of how it is possible that it was only five minutes. Okay, Tom, you're off the hook then. But it's more (laughs) likely that Frieza just lied. Yeah. (laughs) Or that the writers wrote that and then they were just like, eh, we could stretch this. Let's keep going. Yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it definitely comes up in Dragon Ball Super again, like even worse. Which it doesn't include. It doesn't like happen with the episode we're going to talk about next time. I have an episode here, but I'll probably talk about it anyway because we're probably not going to get back to DBS after that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, another thing that I thought was really interesting growing up with Dragon Ball Z is. And you might not even know about this because, for one, it sucked and not a lot of people are interested in it. But there was a series after Dragon Ball Z called Dragon Ball GT. I think I heard about it, but I don't think I saw it. I remember hearing about it, yeah. So, the main issue with Dragon Ball GT is it's no longer considered to be canon. 
right oh, now because Dragon Ball Super is canon and it kind of happens in between GT and Z timeline wise so it kind of like refutes some things that you know like power levels don't match up with where people are yeah kind of thing mm. um but the thing with it is that I thought was interesting and I remember thinking this was weird back when it happened in like 1997 they released a Dragon Ball GT fighting game in in the United States hmm. in 1997. Hmm. Six years before they would start airing Dragon Ball GT um, in the United States. Yeah, that's a little wow. bit of a mess. That's there. how far behind we were. Did they? Maybe they just thought like. Oh, people know the other Dragon Ball. They were just Ball. trying They'll to cash this. in on the popularity. Like, yeah. it had Dragon Ball in the title. They probably should have just changed the title completely. But the issue was, it was using characters that no one would be familiar with because they were from GT. Mm. So, like, different versions, like, different power-ups that you weren't going to see for another six fucking years were all in this game. This horrible game. Yep. <laughs> And it was the first Dragon Ball game that we got in the United States. And then, of course, they would bounce around and get back to other uh, parts of Dragon Ball GT, like uh, Battle 22 or whatever they came out with for the PlayStation. And then eventually started making decent games on the PS2, the Budokai series and Budokai Tenkaichi. But it's just insane to me how we were just so far behind on this compared to now when like Dragon Ball Super releases because the way releases are with translations now we get it practically at the same time as Japan so yeah. we're no longer like six years behind on something yeah mm -hmm. so really our only problem now once again is Australia Be because they because because I've been waiting a long exist. time for Bluey right. Season 3, because Australia refuses to give Bluey did, did Season 3. Did we not three. talk about this? We did. They refused to <laughs> give it to us until after they've watched every goddamn episode. So now... Dude, it's Japan, coming out this month. It's coming out next week. Yeah. That's how angry Keith gets over well, Bluey. Well, I, I mean... It's coming out four months ago by the time listeners hear this episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> they've already watched it all. Uh, I know, but yeah, what you're like, saying what is, is we bitching about we we fixed the the cartoon embargo of Japan, and really, it's just shifted to Australia. Um, mm. It's terrible. It's a good thing they don't listen. <laughs> they just hear me bitch about them. Exactly. And do terrible, terrible accents. Yeah. What do you say we get into this episode? Let's do it. Hey listeners, Corey here. Real quick to see if you can help us out and grow the podcast by leaving a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, if you enjoy the show, wouldn't it be great to share it with friends and family? Just a suggestion. Yo yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> You're just banking on Corey cutting all this out. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Before you know it, he's going to start talking about snakes on a plane. Yes. 
Says they don't remember yo yeah motherfucker. In That's high from high school. Yeah. I I just remembered it out of nowhere, so only You're only welcome. in a place as white as Southington could that have happened. <laughs> so as with almost every episode of Dragon Ball Z, the characters are already slash still in a fight from the last episode. <laughs> um, now, this is only episode five. Five? Four? Five. Five. Five of Dragon Ball Go Z. Ha. So we're still... Did, did you give oh, the yeah, title? Oh, we're, yeah, we're, we're talking about Gohan's Rage. There we go. Which, honestly, the naming convention of Dragon Ball Z episodes is kind of off sometimes, <laughs> because sometimes it'll describe, like, the smallest part of an episode. Yeah, like the 30 seconds when Gohan got mad. It, and it's usually, like, the first, like, two minutes of the episode, because they don't want to, like, be like, hey, this is the episode where Goku dies. Spoiler, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Something that happens in, like, the back half of the episode. They, they want it to be like, I mean, they... join us next time on Dragon Ball Z, they... Gohan's Rage. They could have named it Bloody Chest Holes. <laughs> I mean, you know. It works. Yeah. Or they could have named it, oh, no, this, I guess, would have been the previous episode, would have been Piccolo's Left Arm. Mm. Or, yeah, so... or... They could have named it Bulma Fucked Up Her Hair. Mm, mm. Yeah. Her yeah. hair goes through so many transformations throughout the series. But this is a terrible one. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it probably gets worse before it gets better. <laughs> if I'm remembering correct. I, I know at some point she has some really poofy hair. Oh. <laughs> um, so... Basically, what had happened in the previous episodes is Goku was bringing his four-year-old son, Gohan, to meet um, his friends. They were having, from what I remember at least, I didn't watch this recently, a reunion over at Master Roshi's house, um, at, at Kame house. So this was like the first time that Krillin and Bulma were meeting Gohan. And I think it was, like, to the level of, like, they didn't even know he existed until he showed up. Yeah. Well, Uh. this is, I believe, the first time that we get the full backstory on Goku and why he is the way he previously had a tail in Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. And he would turn into yeah. a giant furious ape during the full moon and stuff like that. Um, all this happens because he is a an alien. He's not a human. He's an alien called a Saiyan who was mm. sent there to Earth at a young age to basically take over the planet. Because Saiyans are generally that powerful. Uh, and the only reason that didn't work out is because when he was found by his grandpa, as we, you know, heard of in the previous episode where we talked about Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. uh, his grandpa dropped him on his head. 
<laughs> and basically gave him some form of brain damage, which caused him not to want to be super aggressive so, and take over this planet. So he was he was supposed to be Dexter, but with like, you know, Kamehameha's and stuff. I don't know if you know what Dexter is. Well, serial killer. But trying to take out serial killers so you're assuming that the entire world of earth is serial killers and he's trying to get revenge on serial killers no oh yeah that's true he's trying to take out serial killers no i was just thinking from the point of like you know goku is dropped there because all sands are apparently extremely murderous people but getting the brain damage made him nice instead well the the saiyan business model is to take over planets like, that's what they do. But by dropping a small child on one? Well, spoilers for the rest of the series, but there's only basically four-ish Saiyans left in the universe because Frieza destroyed their planet. Oh, uh, okay. So it's literally, it's literally Goku slash Kakarot, which is a Saiyan name. Wait, so hold on. I mean, technically, if the Saiyans, all they do is just drop Saiyan babies on planets to kill everybody, <laughs> and then Frieza blew up the Saiyan planet, isn't Frieza kind of a good guy? Well, no, yeah. because they're going to these planets because they're under the command of Frieza. Oh. They work for uh, Frieza. They're part man, of the Frieza force. Everybody's just evil in this show. Well, I mean, Frieza's the emperor of the universe, so. See, I didn't, like, I don't know. Once it it got to Frieza, like, back in the day when I used to watch the show, it, you know, because I used to watch the reruns, once it got to Frieza and a little bit into Frieza, it would start back at the beginning of season one. Yeah, that was a a shitty thing that would happen. Uh, Yeah, so eventually I kind of gave up on it. Is is Frieza the guy who kind of, like, I don't know, for some reason makes me think of Mewtwo. Yes. Yep. Okay. That's perfect. All right, then um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the more interesting villains they ever have. But, basically, uh, because it's been 20-something years, when Raditz gets to this planet, he expects it to be under their control, basically. So he seeks out Kakarot, his younger brother, a.k.a. Goku, and he finds that he hasn't taken over this planet. And he's like, WTF, dude. And then Goku goes, I'm handicap. (laughs) Give me a pass. Not I have a handicap. It's that bad. He just goes, I'm handicap. Oh, God. Well, that's why I would he say if, like, no... my, my estranged brother showed up and asked me to move a heavy pile of stuff, i just look at him and say, I'm handicapped. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So. But that's me. So, basically, uh, Raditz ends up kidnapping Gohan, Goku's son. And basically absconds with him to try and, you know, the actual motivation of why he did this, like, I don't know what his game plan is. Is he trying to turn Goku 
to join him, and he's, like, trying to blackmail him with his son. To be honest, I didn't look into, and it's been 20-plus years since I've looked into this. But um, this episode starts out with them already fighting and already have gotten their asses kicked by Raditz, basically. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a quick question? Because I didn't watch the pr- previous episode. Uh, I-, I noticed Piccolo, when we immediately see Goku and Piccolo, Piccolo already has his arm, uh, a missing arm. Um, so what happened? <laughs> well, he lost it in uh, the fight. Uh, Raditz did, I think there's a flashback of it in this. Yeah. Like, at the beginning. Like, it's, you don't see it get blown off, but you see the attack that did it, and it was, like, a big, Uh, uh, like, double energy blast to the ground that they just were not prepared for how powerful it was. And, yeah, Piccolo, throughout the series, because he's a character that can regenerate his arms... He often ends up losing his arms a lot easier uh, than anybody else. I yeah. feel like he just doesn't protect his arms enough. Like I think he knows, <laughs> like in the back of his mind, he knows he could just grow another one. So like, yeah. he's just all willy nilly with those things. He's like, wow, yeah, one could get burned off today. Yeah, like I think there's <laughs> other characters that have been dismembered, like TM. I think Nappa takes one of his arms during the fight later on. But, like, Piccolo constantly is losing arms and then just regrowing them. Um, So, Goku is basically getting his shit pushed in by his brother uh, when Raditz Scouter... (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) What's the matter? Just the phrase getting his shit pushed in... By his brother. Just, just, <laughs> That's some down south just, shit. Just like, I mean, you know, you know there's something out there on the internet that that uh, has that exact scene. <laughs> That's probably a definite. Google it, Keith. But I feel Google like it. But feel like what you meant to say is that he he got the shit beaten out of him. No, I think Keith no, I've, I said, I've said get, got someone shit pushed in plenty of times in the past. No, I know, but that usually means <laughs> by that, his brother. That usually means something different. It, it just conjured a very awkward image in our heads. I mean, did Goku he at least his brother? Did he at least have the courtesy to give him a reach around? Thank you, Keith, Sorry. for asking the question we all had on our minds. Yeah. Our listeners really uh, really needed to know that one. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. So, while he's giving him the reach around, uh, this is canon now. His, nice. his scouter starts going crazy, and the scouter is the little uh, electronic eyepiece device he has on his face, which all characters, all enemy characters, uh, early in Dragon Ball Z uses a crutch because for some reason in Dragon Ball canon, they can't sense power levels without it. And power levels are a big thing early in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Mm. Um, whereas like all the Z fighters, the warriors of earth, like they could just sense it, like just on their own, you know, 
I don't mm. know. It's weird. They like lick their um, finger and they hold it up to yeah. the wind and they're like, oh yeah, his power level's uh, uh, 1,500. They sniff each other's asses and then they know where they're at. <laughs> they out. also know what they eat for dinner yesterday. Yeah. So that surge in energy happens to be Gohan, Goku's untrained four-year-old son, who was being held captive in Raditz's space pod over yonder in the crater. Uh, he ends up breaking out of there, like, in pretty dramatic fashion. Mm. And oh, he while breaks powering that spaceship. Up, yeah. There's, like, pieces flying I off. Think they, I think they do, like, a replay of it, like, multiple times, too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, multiple angles. Um, very big deal. I mean, they named the title of the episode after it, so they wanted to you gotta get put your some effort into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's screaming, powering up. Uh, just like, leave my dad alone! And launches himself into a headbutt attack, is the best way I could describe it. He basically yeah, mm-hmm. does Raiden's gully gully ga, uh, <laughs> some fucking M. Bison shit up here. Psycho Crusher shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And basically headbutts his uncle Raditz in the chest plate and cracks it. And yeah. <laughs> serious headbutt. Yeah, Raditz acts like he got hit by a fucking cannonball, but manages to stay on his feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gohan immediately forgets what just happened. Like, I don't know if he just also got head trauma from, you know, launching that headbutt. <laughs> well, attack I'm surprised he didn't break his neck. I mean, he was rage blind or something. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what they're going for there. Um, one thing that I think is really surprising watching these early episodes of Dragon Ball Z, especially after having watched all of Dragon Ball Super, is Goku surprisingly seems to be a decent father early on in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Is he a shitty father later on? He is the worst father later on. To the point Uh, where all he cares about is training, getting stronger, and is constantly putting the entire universe in peril in his quest to fight stronger opponents. Not just risking his family, the entire universe. (laughs) Constantly. Throughout the entire 130 fucking episodes. Cut Cut him some slack, he has brain damage. Exactly. I mean, that does sound like something you do when you have brain damage. You'd put the whole universe at peril because you want to fight a strong guy. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's insane to me how char- how much character what what would I use? Development? No. D development? Um, <laughs> oh, what's the opposite what's of the opposite? development? Um, Deacon's. Oh no, no, that's. I have no idea. Construction. But basically, he just gets worse the longer the series goes because even his character even deterioration. You, yeah. It really does deteriorate quite mm-hmm. a bit because yeah. he's like yeah. a very decent father here. He's very concerned about saving his son, getting his son out of there safe. His wife will kill him, but you know stuff like that. 
later on, even in Dragon Ball Z, he's kind of a horrible father. Okay, Corey, I got it. I got it. Do you guys, uh, back in high school, did you have to read Of Mice and Men? If I no. did, I didn't. Ah, because we watched the movie uh, afterwards with uh, John Malkovich plays Lenny, uh, and Lieutenant Dan is uh, from Forrest Gump is the other main character. I'm, I'm spacing on his name, and I, I can picture his face on him. Anyhow, um, in Of Mice and Men, Lenny uh, is this very, you know, larger guy, but he, he I, I don't... I don't remember if he's brain damaged or if he's just mentally handicapped, uh, but really a nice guy, real sweetheart, but he sees this puppy and he wants to pet the puppy and he's got all good intentions and then he starts loving spoilers on that puppy. And, uh, yeah, spoilers. And then, you know, he kind of crushes the puppy because, you know, mm. he doesn't realize. So I'm just thinking maybe Goku with his brain damage is kind of like Lenny because Lenny <laughs> does that a couple times so uh yeah it's it's goku just he's like lenny from mice and men so that's why i give it a pass because you know lenny was a you, you like him as a character hmm. until i was know, really thinking you were going to tell us what the opposite of development was <laughs> oh no no so no no a little bit of a letdown <laughs> no i i, I, wanted to I was just like it. oh tom's got it what is it De-evolution. The de-evolution of the character. Whatever. Mm. So, early on in Dragon Ball Z, power levels are pretty much the main topic of the fight. So, a lot of this episode is Raditz basically, like, both aloud and to himself talking about how, like, oh, that kid's power level was insane. It was higher than Goku's, or Kakarot, he keeps calling him, because that's what all Saiyans call Goku. Mm -hmm. um, and talking about how the power level's uh, something that he's never seen before, despite the fact that he knows and is in league with Saiyans much more powerful than himself, so he's bullshitting, like, half the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he convinces himself that he needs to kill Gohan. Because... <laughs> like any good uncle would do. Yeah. Well, because they wouldn't be able to deal with his power level. Um, which is insane, because, like, literally anybody... Is stronger than Raditz, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he's like, he happens to be stronger. It, th this is the thing with Dragon Ball Z and the entire series is if any of the villains or heroes happen to be happen to like show up at the wrong time, mm -hmm. like power level wise, it would just be like not even a contest. Mm. with the way they treat it because it's yeah. like in terms of where they're at now they're talking about let's say 1400 power level being a lot right but then 20 something episodes later when vegeta says the line it's over 9000 he's talking <laughs> about goku 
and he's like over eight times more powerful than Gohan is here in the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Mm. So it's like they they throw around these numbers so willy nilly, and it's weird because I also played because I you know I played mm. Magic the Gathering and all that. Well, back then. They had a Dragon Ball Z trading card game. <laughs> and they would have, like, the power levels on each character card. Like, showing where their power level was. And it was always just like, why would you ever buy something from the current set when you knew that everybody in the next set was going to have a most a much more ridiculous power level because that's just the way it works. Yeah. I was just about to ask that. So they forced everybody to rebuy cards every six months because yeah, like, like the Goku you have now is going to suck in comparison to the Goku that comes out next month. Yeah. So what you're saying is they came up with a brilliant business strategy. It didn't work out for him. I think it somehow uh, still exists in some more. form because I remember hearing something about it in on Wikipedia. Like, I think it took on its whole, whole different form. Like, Dragon Ball Z superheroes or Dragon Ball Z heroes or something like that. Maybe some mobile game, I don't know. But, I just always remember thinking about that and how, like, power levels so much defined early Dragon Ball Z. And now it's, like, something they don't talk about in the Super. You know, it's funny because you started saying that and I was thinking about how uh, the last episode I had picked was The Seven Deadly Sins and there's absolutely no mention, I think, of power levels in the first season. Spoilers. Uh, but then second season, for whatever reason, it becomes as important as it is in Dragon Ball Z. And they or at talk the about it as power levels, too? Uh, uh I think they do. Like, mm -hmm. uh, it, but the power levels made up of three separate scores, like a, a physical, magical, ah, like spiritual, score. like an SAT exam. Exactly. <laughs> so, like Dragon you... Dragon Ball's doing like addition subtraction, and <laughs> Seven Deadly <laughs> Sins is doing like a college level entry exam. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's <laughs> let's leave it at that. <laughs> But yeah, it just it, like it's his, funny because his verbal skills are out of control. <laughs> <laughs> the linguistics. <laughs> <laughs> I almost lost an arm to that essay. <laughs> to to that who? Hispanic man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, get I get it. Keith is like, who? Hispanics don't exist. We established that yeah. it's canon. That's why Keith's Keith's children don't exist. Not on my flat Earth. <laughs> so where were we? So Raditz inner monologue, some bullshit that's definitely not true. About another Saiyan never damaging him like this. <laughs> All while every other Saiyan he knows is literally exponentially stronger than him. Um, minus Goku. Uh, so right before he can kill Gohan with an electrified hand that I'm going to call the Shocker. Yep. Uh, yes. Goku uses a saving throw 
to lock his brother in a full Nelson hold. And basically holds him like that forever. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, they did they did pan the camera to Raditz's chest a couple times. Like, the only reason yeah. why Goku's able to hold him is because Raditz is kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. But also, it, like, at one point, Goku's telling Piccolo to hurry up because Goku's just like, my ribs are all broken. It's just like, you would not be <laughs> yeah. holding anybody yeah. in Especially any position. Especially when you consider how much stronger his brother is. Oh, him. yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, so Goku yells for Piccolo to finish charging his special beam cannon attack, which usually takes almost a whole episode to do. Um, (laughs) So, one of the things I noticed while he was charging up, and I needed to point out here, Piccolo is incredibly penile in this episode, isn't he? Well, I was about to just make the reference that you know, if you a lot of throbbing if veins. You, there. If, yes, there's a lot of veins popping out on the, ar- the arms and the head, and but you could almost take any. I feel like any part of this show, and just going back and watching a single episode now compared to when we used to watch this, it was what twenty twenty plus years ago, when. When Piccolo's charging up, I feel like you could do this for any time anybody's charging up any attack in this show. Is you just kind of imagine them either trying to take a dump, but they're constipated, <laughs> or they're trying to get their dick hard, but they can't. <laughs> and it's just one of those two things. <gasps> they're, yeah, they're just they're trying to they're trying to psych themselves up. It's not working, which is why it takes so long. <laughs> and in this scene, it's Goku holding his brother. He's like, Pic- Piccolo, hurry up. And Piccolo, he's trying, man. Well, he's, well, he's, Piccolo, trying. he's cheering he's Piccolo pushing off. His like, shit. Get it hard, man. Get it hard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hold him. My ribs are broken. Uh, it's just, it's, it's kind of awkward, to be honest. Yeah, so Piccolo says he's about to bust. I'm about to bust. He's like, I need a little longer. (laughs) So, in this... In this charging up time, there's a little bit of talking between Goku and Raditz, and Goku basically explains that he's okay with giving up his life uh, to make sure that his brother's destroyed so he doesn't, you know, cause further harm to his loved ones and whatever. So... If you're not familiar with Dragon Ball, and you're only familiar with Dragon Ball Z, where, from most people's perspective, Piccolo's always a good guy, you kind of get a glimpse of Piccolo in the past here, Mm. because he's like, he's oddly happy to hear that Goku intends to sacrifice himself to ensure that the attack works, because Piccolo, or at least an incarnation of him, was the last major villain that they dealt with in, at the end of Dragon Ball. King Piccolo, I think they called him. Ah. Um, which, actually, I haven't watched. I should probably go back and watch. I'm just going to end up watching all of Dragon Ball series in opposite order. <laughs> which makes me wonder, you know, you complain about One Piece being too long, but you've probably watched... So, 
if we yeah, add up all the episodes of Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super, we're at what about half of what One Piece has for episodes? And how many times you don't have you have seen a leg to stand each on. episode? How many times have you seen each episode, though? Well, most of the time for Dragon Ball Z, it's not by my choice. That would be like, oh, they've repeated an episode because the saga started over. Uh, yeah, and this was see, back no, in I was there. thinking. Yeah, this is like back in the day. I haven't like it. Uh, no, I haven't yeah. gone back and watched Dragon Ball Z um, as an adult, aside from back when the DVDs came out, and I probably watched like season one. Mm-hmm. Because it was the uncut version, which I think we were watching here with all the blood that they show in this episode. Although a lot yeah. of this, I don't know if it's this series, was it all the memes that were happening in Dragon Ball Z? Or was it some other series of anime where they replace all the blood with, instead of red, mm-hmm. it's white? Oh, because with like, a lot yeah. of the ways they're talking in this... The white here would be so much more. So actually, yeah. So actually, <laughs> I heard that in. I don't know if it was actually in Japan or some other country that they released it in. It might have been China that they couldn't show blood, China. so they just yeah. recolored it white. But it yep. makes it look makes so it look like much is worse. Bukkake. Yes, the end of every fight scene is just <laughs> jizz everywhere. Mm. Mm. Whole lot of bouquet in there. Yeah, yeah. Which, Corey, if you ever continued on the wrestling team, you you could have found that out <laughs> firsthand. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. It's, yeah. it's, it's just what I assume. <laughs> Keith, have you have you ever what? watched wrestling? Have I ever wrestled another man on the ground? No, no, I haven't, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird. When you get to the end of the, the wrestling tournament, everybody just like surrounds somebody and then just covers them in jokes. It's weird. <laughs> See, Corey was only but in it for okay. seven Their days. But it's okay, they're all blurry. So. Yeah. <laughs> Corey, Corey was in it for a week and a half. He went to his first wrestling tournament and he goes, nah, I'd rather watch Dragon Ball Z, to be totally honest. Um, <laughs> rather than get caked in someone's yeah, seat. Yeah. You know what? I It wasn't my turn this week and it's not going to be. <laughs> or he came home looking like a glazed do- donut. Oh. Oh, no. Mom, I quit. <laughs> I watch Dragon Ball Z instead. You know, you know what, Mom? I think I'm into action figures, oh, not wrestling. God. <laughs> oh. Alternate timeline horror story. <laughs> so... Piccolo eventually hits the Saiyan with the money shot. <laughs> the special and beam cannon. Aim for yeah. the tits, Piccolo. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right in the chest. Just a fucking shotgun blast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of crazy because when they show it too, it hits Raditz, right? Oh, yeah, and it and, goes through. And it hits him and it's like boring into him. And mm-hmm. then it, and then the beam goes blasting out the back of Goku, and it's like, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. So, the thing, the thing is, without the uncut version here, understanding why this killed Goku back in the day was really difficult. 
Yeah. Because mm. in the TV version that they probably showed on Toonami, you didn't see that much... Like, there's not a fucking... Yeah, there's there's no hole in his chest back then. So, it was just it was probably just like a it was like implied. Yeah, it was like a, a hit with it. It was like a burned mark or something, yeah. like a blackish burned mark. There wasn't like blood <laughs> in a visible hole. <laughs> Sometimes the hole's not visible. Just gotta yeah. figure it out. No cum stain. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Well, we're talking about so, the Chinese censoring, so it yeah. makes it look more inappropriate. So, so as they lie dying, which is probably some emo band name, um, <laughs> Piccolo makes the mistake of explaining that Goku's going to get the last laugh because the Earth has something called Dragon Balls, which his friends are likely to use to resurrect him. And that, you know, he explains that they grant oh, he, wishes. He says that his friends will probably bring him back within a week. And I was yeah. like, whoa, you are <laughs> optimistic on the timeline of that. Well, no, because Bulma... So, here's the thing. Now that uh, the Z-Warriors, I'm going to call them, are generally the most powerful beings on Earth... Getting the Dragon Balls is super simple. And yeah. Like, in in most cases, they're able to do it within, like, an hour. <laughs> because they have the Dragon Radar, which Bulma developed, Capsule Core. Mm-hmm. And everybody could fucking fly, so... <laughs> it's true. And it's only after, like, people start acquiring, like, random parties start acquiring Dragon Balls, does it get difficult? So... Because then you have, like, oh, the Red Ribbon Army has these two Dragon Balls, and they're gonna defend them, kind of thing. So at this point, like... So Piccolo's just like, alright, well, they're gonna probably just bring him back within a week anyway. So it begs the question, and maybe they didn't show this at the end of Dragon Ball, but, like, maybe somewhere in between the lines, Piccolo has killed goku on multiple occasions and then like a week later goku's just like hi piccolo i'm back again no because they can only use those dragon balls to do the wish one time so like you can't resurrect goku more than once with these dragon balls oh so that's why you end up in situations where it's just like I think there's an instance where Krillin dies twice. Yeah. And they're just like, he can't come back. Although they figure a workaround. Um, uh, because yes, different sets around. of Dragon Balls can do... Oh, I thought they are going to say, those, you know, different bring him back, but of, as a zombie. Different levels <laughs> of wishes. So we'll, we'll get more into the Dragon Balls a little bit later in this episode. Um, because Raditz explains that... Piccolo just fucked up and that his scouter is also a long-range communicator and that his Saiyan comrades are definitely going to be heading to Earth after hearing about the Dragon Balls. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Raditz says that they should be there in one year, which is a kind of bullshit answer. Yeah. To someone asking you how long someone's going to take to get there when you have no idea if they're even coming. You know? Exactly 365 what, days. And with what sort of... Yeah, exactly. Like, how would you know it would take exactly one year? And the thing is, I think it ends up taking exactly one fucking year. Because I remember, like, when they're done with all their training and preparing, they, like, literally show up on the fucking day. <laughs> like, I it's mean, not like, oh, man, you guys were a week late and we've been fucking waiting for you. Or, like, oh, shit, they showed or up like, three oh, months shit, early. They came early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we are fucked. <laughs> so it's just another one of those weird things with time that this show has where it's just, like, someone says a time and it's, like, either ridiculously accurate or ridiculously inaccurate. Yeah. Mm. Um... It's one thing about Saiyans is that they're very punctual. Yeah. <laughs> so in a rage, Piccolo finally finishes off uh, the cackling Saiyan warrior. And then you start getting some end of episode stuff where it's like, all right, you have Chi-Chi, Goku's wife, uh, starts wondering where the fuck everyone is. Like, they should be back by now. Her father... Mm-hmm. Actual anime Keith Barnofsky, a.k.a. Oh my god, I have that written down! I have that written down! Keith, the grandfather looks like Keith. I have yeah. that written down in my notes. <laughs> I don't I don't have a hat with horns on it. Yet. Yet, that's Yet. true. That's true. Wait for your grandfather, Keith. So he shows up to visit his grandson, which is basically, I think... I don't even know why they really showed this, just to fill out time because they don't really factor in. Other than to be like, hey, Chi-Chi's concerned about where her son is. Mm. Um, So then elsewhere, you have Bulma, Krillin, and Master Roshi flying in one of the Capsule Core flying machines. Uh, And they're flying around looking for Goku, because they were at Kame House when Raditz went and took Gohan, and then Piccolo and Goku ran off to fight him. Um... Unfortunately, they find only Piccolo standing. Um, We switch over across the fucking universe, the galaxy. Uh, Well, galaxies away, at least. Yeah. Vegeta and Nappa, the first time we ever get to see them, and I think the only time we get to see them looking like this, especially Vegeta. Like, he looks a lot different than he does... Different colored armor. In every... Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, he's just animated differently. It's, like, almost a different animation studio does him compared to when the Saiyan Saga actually rolls around. Mm. Um, They're subjugating a planet of Mantis people, it seems, and they're talking about the endless possibilities... With well, the Dragon eating, Balls, said Mantis people. Yes, <laughs> that that I found that really like gross. <laughs> yeah, then they decide yeah. to make the trip to Earth. So, Killin, uh, back with Goku, Krillin is back, freaking the fuck out because Goku's laying there with a fucking hole in his chest. Uh, um, did Krillin's voice sound familiar to you guys? You know, I didn't look into any voice actors here because as far as I know, there's multiple different dubs mm. of Dragon Ball Z. 
So I didn't want to like look into it and like start describing the characters that are in here that might not be the same voices that well, we remember from our childhood. Like I don't know how that worked out. I do remember uh I, I do remember Christopher Sabat doing the voice of Piccolo as a, a, a when I was a kid. And he's been the voice of Piccolo for Funimation for like twenty something years now. Um but uh Krillin was voiced by Sonny Strait, who was Koro Sensei's voice. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's been a million other well, voices to, too, like Colonel Hughes from Mal the Full Metal Alchemist. And, uh, that was the guy from Assassination Classroom, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. See, I think I watched that in Japanese, so I don't, I don't catch it. You know? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, did you watch this dubbed or subbed? Uh, dubbed. Because it's Dragon Ball. Okay. Like, like, stuff that I watched from my childhood. Plus, when when you... From what I remember, if you listen to Goku's voice in the, in the Japanese, it sounds like he's a fucking girl half the time. <laughs> and that's not the, the voice I'm looking for for Goku. Anyway. That's because the, the Japanese lines for Goku were done by uh, Fran Drescher. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it was an interesting oh choice. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I want to watch that. I'm going to go Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, no. We need to, we need to scrounge up the money oh, and get Mr. this project Sheffield. done. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get the Dragon Balls today. <laughs> I'm going shopping. <laughs> we, we totally can't do this accent. Uh, no. Oh man, that was horrible. Uh. So, <laughs> Goku is saying some stuff like, you know, take care of Gohan, blah, 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 to Krillin. Uh, which is weird, because it makes me kind of want to watch the next episode, because I know what happens to Gohan. And Krillin does definitely not take care of him. <laughs> I don't remember. So, it's just... Well, the whole thing that happens in this year leading up to... Oh uh, yeah, the yeah, Saiyans yeah. arriving as Piccolo kidnaps Gohan and goes and trains him. Yeah, yep. But I don't think he does it with anybody's permission. He just does it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Now I remember. Like that. from what I'm remembering from childhood, like I, I feel like he just takes him and is just like, "All right, I'm training you. <laughs> I am your daddy now. <laughs> you're four. I'm training you. You're gonna be five <laughs> when these people show up, and you're gonna fight. How fucking ridiculous <laughs> is this?" <sighs> No, you know, um, so got a power level 1400, you know. <laughs> so, Goku then finally dies. And I remember back in the day, the main character dying in the first few episodes was a shocker for me. Oh, yeah. Mm. I was just like, wait a minute. Like, sure, they did lay the groundwork for, hey, he's got to be back. This isn't, you know, well, death, death. Honestly, it was funny because, like, I've seen, obviously, I've seen this part repetitively, you know, 20 years ago. But when Goku, I was like, does he die here? I was like, they don't kill him here, do they? And I'm like, damn, he just died. And I'm like, oh, I remember what happens next. And like, it was like, it took me a second to actually like piece it together. Because I just 
didn't feel like that that it happened that soon in the first season. Well, the thing that's interesting about this is I feel like in other instances in Dragon Ball, they use sensu beans so freely. Oh, yeah. And one thing I was kind of wondering is if they had a sensu bean here and the plan wasn't for Goku to go train in the afterlife to get stronger, oh, would a sensu bean have fucking fixed that hole in your chest? <laughs> I assume so, because those things were magical. Well, that's the thing, is, like, with that hole in your chest, does the sensu bane even make it to your stomach? Oh, no. Does the process of the sensu bane just, like, passing your lips, is that what heals you? Like, what is the the trigger here? That's a good point. What what needs to happen? What if he swallows it, and he just falls out the hole in his chest, and he just goes like, ah, fuck, and then dies? Yeah, well, because everybody is always shown to be, like, biting into the sensu bean. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, is it, like, healing you once you bite into it? Like, I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's I need some sensu bean so you, scientific you bite into it, research Let done. it dissolve under the tongue. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if your chest has a get big hole in it, you should, you should probably <laughs> cook it down, get a syringe... You know, and then spray it with that. Chop it up and snort that bean. (laughs) (laughs) You just see Goku get a horrible drug habit. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, I need I need to get my power level up as he like does three rails of coke. (laughs) (laughs) So back with Nappa and Vegeta, they're talking about. What a waste it would be to wish Raditz back and decide that they will instead opt for eternal life, which, if I'm remembering correctly, Shenron, the dragon that is summoned by the Earth Dragon Balls, isn't even capable of that. Probably not, but also these guys are spending because their someone, wishes before someone they even would have, have wished them. it. Be- someone, yeah, exactly. <laughs> someone would have wished it by now. Yeah. Like, think about how, like, simple Dragon Ball Z would be if Goku were just like, hey, I don't want to be able to ever die. And with the other attributes of a Saiyan always getting more powerful after, you know, getting your ass whooped pretty much is the way the series goes, he would just be able to be like, hey guys, whoop my ass constantly. It's time to save the goddamn universe. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to heal up. I'm going to be super powerful. No one's going to be able to stop me. And I'm immortal. <laughs> Good night. You know, but I'm pretty sure it's just not in the <laughs> just, spectrum of what Shenron Go- could accomplish. Yeah. Goku saying, spank me, daddy. Oh, God. I need to power up. <laughs> Be be rough when you're giving that reach around. <laughs> uh. The other thing that happens here is Vegeta also drops the first reference to ascending to Super Saiyan, mm. uh, which at this point was only a legend. Yeah. Um, no one that they knew of had ever actually done it, and the way he talks about Super Saiyan-ness for, like, the entire show 
before Goku actually becomes one kind of shows that he doesn't actually know what that means. No. Because it's... there's there's like some point on Namek, I think, where he declares himself a Super Saiyan just because he's more powerful than he ever had been without actually turning Super Saiyan. Yeah. I think it's it's probably meant to be like one of those things of legend that like nobody knows exactly, so he's just kinda Yeah. Making it up. Well, it's supposed. I think the lore behind it is like it had been thousands of years since the last Saiyan had turned Super Saiyan. Um, it has something to do with needing to be pure of heart to reach that level of power, which I feel like they kind of retcon out of it mm-hmm. eventually because by Dragon Ball Super, someone a Saiyan could be born, sneeze, and become Super Saiyan. So it's like, <laughs> the, all the rules are off the fucking table. Yeah, it's all that. The power levels are out the window and all that bullshit. It's all the human horse. No one has to try anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, to end the episode, in Krillin's arms, dead Goku, Obi-Wan's away, evaporating into nothingness, and Piccolo explains that Kame, the guardian of the Earth, must have plans for Goku... And the episode ends. Yep. So, Mm -hmm. uh, how many throbbing piccolo veins out of ten would you give this episode? (laughs) Hmm. Um, I'll go. Um, I feel like nostalgia is going to weigh into this a lot. Um, yeah, because the show itself, especially when you like watch it and take notes on it, this is like the smallest amount of notes I think I've taken in anything that we've watched thus far. Yeah. Like, yeah, same here. Not a lot. Like, not that not a lot happens. I mean, one of the main characters died. Um, the previous episode, another main character lost his arm, like, a uh, the main character's son showed a phenomenal display of power. Like, these things happen, but at the same time, like... There's not much to write about them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh, this mm-hmm. happened. That's it. It's not like this, you know, incredibly complicated thing that requires a lot of exposition. And even at the end, when Piccolo's just like, oh, Kame must have taken Goku. He probably has a plan for him. And it's just like, that's... Like the he explained it the most simple way possible. Um, so I don't know. It's a, it's a simple show. It's I got a lot of nostalgia for the show though, and quite honestly, I feel like all the characters, which you don't so much see in this episode, but the characters do work really well together. Like the characters all have very different personalities they're they kind of like help fill out the story just by having all those different personalities interact with each other and everything mm. i don't know i i want to give it like a seven um because i don't know watching it just made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside all over again okay uh, it's interesting because as you were talking up until you said seven, I'm like thinking all the same things. And I was 
trying to figure out what I would rate it, and I said to myself, I think this is a solid seven. And then you said seven, so uh, yeah. So pick a it, different I... number, Tom. <laughs> yeah, seven. Well, good, I was gonna say, I, I, I felt a bit nostalgic as well, even though I didn't watch Dragon Ball Z. I don't think I watched it as much as you guys, but I still watched it back in the day somewhat. Um, one thing, though, if I'm gonna get critical, like the 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 opening theme. There was no lyrics, or at least this version, there was no lyrics. It was just kind of, I don't know, it, it just seemed bland compared to other shows we've watched, especially the previous Dragon Ball Z, which actually had lyrics. Or not Dragon Ball Z, just Dragon Ball. Uh, you know, the previous episode we watched that was related to the series. Um, yeah. So yeah, the the I, I was not impressed by the sound, you know, the soundtrack. Uh, also, the animation was a you know, a bit dated, but that's Very expected because it's, it's, yeah. D okay. Uh, when do you think this came out? Uh, or when I did believe, they, they, well, from what I'm remembering, was it animated? I think it was 87. Okay. Then that makes a lot more sense. Cause I'm thinking, I okay, looked at I a lot of this. these dates early on in the day, but I didn't write any mm. of them down. See, I, I watched this in the late eighties. I, th or not ladies, the late nineties, early 2000s 89 so okay i i was thinking like i i kept thinking this was came out around the same time as pokemon uh but clearly it, it came out a decade earlier which makes sense now because the animation definitely is dated um but you know i won't hold it against it too too but too much um but uh yeah the so the music wasn't great. The animation's dated. Uh, however, I will say, I, I think I was interested in this story and the characters a lot more than I was with the previous Dragon Ball series we watched, um, which I, <laughs> I I felt it creepy with the, you know, the sexual aspects they were throwing in between, you know, the little kid and the 16 year old girl. It just yeah. kind of was creepy. And I noticed in this series, they didn't have that kind of stuff. It w and, or at least not that I know of. I don't uh, think they ever do either for the most part. Like they yeah. kind of skirt around any situation like that for the most part in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Which is it just, weird it, because eventually like characters start having babies with other characters and it's just like, <laughs> you see nothing of their even relationship, really. Like, mm. Vegeta and Bulma. You don't see, like, anything of their relationship until a little bit in Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I just, with the, the other series, it just, it felt a bit much for me. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know what it was? It was because I watched that episode, and I think we discussed it. I, I start watching the next episode, and like the first few minutes of the next episode is just cram packed yeah. with that kind of stuff. Well, it's all and it's I thought all the like whole series was like then. that. Yeah, and and yeah, th thank you. It was fan service. And by and the... I, it, yeah, it gets. I I was just kind of. I appreciated the fact that this series wasn't loaded with fan service it just kind of was trying to tell the story instead so i yeah, appreciated the, that about by this. the time you get to dragon ball z they don't need the fan service because they have the fists yeah you know it's all about the fighting uh yeah. in dragon ball it was more of like they hadn't really found like, like later in dragon ball from what i understand i haven't watched all of it um 
it turns into a little bit more of a fighting fighting show where it's like uh, they're constantly either training for the next tournament or they're in the next tournament mm, and it kind of yeah. has like the here this person's fighting this person this person's fighting this person mm-hmm. well now goku's in this fight with this end boss for the next 10 episodes you know stuff like that yeah um but early on they didn't have that it was more like an adventure show because it was about you know the titular mm item the dragon balls so Mm -hmm. it was about questing for the dragon balls which is a trivial thing for them in the dragon ball z you know space of time but back then they had different you know i don't know i'd say aspirations with the show ah so i think i would give this for myself Seven and a half throbbing piccolo veins out of ten. <laughs> um, the problem with a show like this and picking like a good episode to present is, like I said earlier, they're constantly like in a fight already. Like, there's no like one episode that's just like here is the fight. Mm-hmm. It's always mm-hmm. just like here's a tenth of the fight. And then, unless it's the end of the fight, you're leaving off at, like, this major cliffhanger. And because uh, Funimation, uh, not sponsored, and Mm -hmm. what we're watching this on, for ease of use, does not allow us to freely watch any episode of Dragon Ball Z. I had to pick something very early on. Mm. Uh, My initial thought was to try and pick something during the Frieza saga, but once again, there's that entire fight with Frieza literally lasts like 30 episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I did look into it, but the episode I was thinking of picking is one of those ones where it's like something very important happens that triggers Goku to turn Super Saiyan for the first time. It's so cool. And check out what happens next time on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) And it's like one of those, and it's just like, well, fuck, guys. That's not what I want. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so I almost um, think for, like, long shonen fighting shows, and this might actually be... A decent tip for Tom. I don't know if he's going to take mm-hmm. it. Because I know he desperately wants to make me watch One Piece. Oh, yeah. I feel the best thing to do is to find the best filler episode. You know what's funny that you say that? Uh, I, I was. Netflix put a few new seasons up uh of one piece and one of them is a filler arc and it's probably the best filler arc of the whole you know series so far i was watching it i'm like you know the episode i was watching i'm like this would be not a half bad episode for these guys because you you know you don't have to know every detail about every character uh Mm. it it tells a good story it moves along at a good pace and it's it's funny and it it get it gives you the the gist of what the show is about. It gives you the the 
you know, the overall uh, heart and soul of the show without having to go into too much detail, which, you know, I'm sure if we do a One Piece episode, I would end up talking for like three hours just <laughs> giving background on yeah. all the characters, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, like, I, I'm still not 100% decided on what episode of Dragon Ball Super I'd want to do, but the more I think about it, the episode I had initially decided to pick might not be the best, because the way they structure Dragon Ball Super at the beginning is kind of weird. Like, basically, mm -hmm. the first two arcs could be summed up in the first two Dragon Ball Super movies that they made. Ah. So, like, they make Dragon Ball Super Battle of the Gods. And it's like, here's this hour and ten minute movie or something that the anime series retells over the course of, like, the first 15 episodes. <laughs> oh, One Piece you know? does that too. Yeah. Yeah. One Piece does that a lot. Yeah. And I think they did that also with the next arc which is like the resurrection of Frieza blah, 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 resurrection of Frieza the erection of Frieza yeah Frieza Frieza's big day yeah. also called the day I slammed it in a freezer oh god <laughs> Frieza woke up and he's like time to look Every, for my brother everybody with a dick flinched when you said that <laughs> Um, yeah, and it, so it's just, like, those first, like, 30 episodes could be summed up in two movies, and it's just, like, kind of, well, I haven't watched the movies, just hearing that kind of makes me, like, ugh, well, ugh, you know? Yeah. Yep. Whereas, mm -hmm. when I was continuing to watch Dragon Ball Super, I noticed that there were, I would get to certain episodes and I'd be like, wait a minute, is this fucking filler? This seems like filler. And I would watch it, or I would, I would like, look it up, and, like, I ended up on, like, through Googling on, like, a Reddit thread, and people are like, yeah, these episodes are filler, but you should probably still watch them, because they're just actually good episodes. And I was just like, mm. you know what, fuck it, I'm not trying to rush through this, you know, I'm not trying to meet some kind of deadline here. So, let me watch them, and I was just like, wow, these are actually pretty good episodes. Maybe that's the way to go if we decide yeah. to watch Dragon Ball Super or One Piece or any mm. ridiculously long-winded fighting anime with fights that span ten episodes like Naruto, probably yeah. later episodes of Bleach, shit like that. Mm -hmm. But we'd like to thank you for spending this time with us. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do us a favor and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Take care, drive safe, and until all are one, I've been Corey. I've been Tom. I'm Keith. Goodbye. Dragon, dragon, rock the dragon, Dragon Ball Z. Bye. Bye. Dick.